she's Katie. And he's Ben. And we have so many opinions. We have so, so many opinions about Vanderpump Rules. We do, and we are back for the first episode of our second season, which just so happens to be the first episode of their second season. <gasps> Shocking. Dun, dun, <laughs> wild how that happens. Very wild. Wicked, wicked, wild, wild. So, Maybe if Ben had had it his way, this we would be talking about something else right now. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Come on, though. This is a pretty good. It's a pretty good opening episode. Is it really though? A I lot mean, of things happen. A lot of things happened off screen. That's true. Um, Which leads me to believe that there was quite some time between the finale and this episode because. We get a reversal of some of the dynamics, it seems. It's almost like this is the first episode of the first season all over again, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, season two, episode one, original air date, November 4th of 2013. The um, original air date of the reunion episode was March 4th of 2013. I don't know how long these would have spent in production, so it's not quite a year before it's back on the air even though they are saying it's the next year in the episode. So I don't know if maybe the previous episode had been filmed in the summer of 2012. And, well, it had to have been, because it couldn't have been filmed in the summer of 2013. Um, but then it aired in the spring. Anyway, we'll see. Titled Tooth or Consequences. In the season two premiere, Lisa Vanderpump struggles to keep the unpredictable staff of Sir in line as they cater a Beverly Hills party for Kyle Richards. Jax works to win Stassi back. Kristen deals with a shocking revelation in her relationship with Tom, and Sheena's birthday ends in a fight that once again turns Sir against her. Everything old is new again. It is. I mean, this, this basically, except for a few minor things, resets all the dynamics to what they were at the beginning of the first season. Yeah, uh, we're back with Shayna on the outs. Mm -hmm. um, back with Jax and Stassi as the power couple. Presumitive, even though they're not technically together. They're not technically together. Um, I would say perhaps we are getting more of Kristen and Katie as like stronger personalities. They do start to differentiate themselves from each other here in this episode, partly because Katie has a bad, bad hair dye job. <laughs> that everyone comments on. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't write down every time everybody called said something dumb about it, but it, nobody seemed to like it except, I guess, maybe Katie. It's a pretty bad hair color. There's no defending it. Yeah, she really needed to go platinum if she was going to go blonde. That, I don't know what that was, but... I mean, honestly, she should blame her hairstylist. It looks like it wasn't. It. I'm sure there was a hairstylist involved, but it does. It looks. I've seen. I have dyed girls' hair in my bathroom that turned out better than that. So. Sure, but when you bleach it, you have to. Um, why am I blinking on the thing that you have to do? You have to. I'll come back to it. It'll come to me. Yeah, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. So scene one, Kyle Richard's house, whoever the fuck that is. 
a, a character on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I, I thought that might be the case. So we join in Medias Res. Um, they are holding a Chamber of Commerce meeting for Beverly Hills at this house. Lisa is already in a tiz, and we find out that before filming, or at the start of filming, I guess, Kristen has already had her ass sent home. I'm going to assume that this episode must have aired right after the episode of Beverly Hills, because we do see the encounter in the Beverly Hills episode, actually. Oh, okay. I was going to look it up before we started. I forgot. But basically, like, yeah, Kristen sort of, like, throws a fit about... I think the way in which, um, like, where she was going to be placed in the house or, like, who was serving the alcohol, she's like, I'm not doing this shit. And then Lisa's like, go home. Yeah, it's never made exactly clear. They do show little clips of it, but it's basically, she, the way it's played off in this episode is Lisa said something to her. She either stood up for herself, if you listen to Kristen, or she was a bitch to Lisa, if you listen to... Shishu, Pandy, and Lisa, um, and get sent home. Hold on. Kristen Doty, Kyle Richards. You got the scene? You don't have the scene. I was just trying to see if I could actually find the scene, but I can't. It doesn't matter. But when I went back to watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I was surprised to actually see the scene because I had never seen it before. And let me tell you, Kristen Doty is 100% in the wrong. But anyways. Uh, I kind of figured that because even when they meet her later, well, we'll get there. Um, So that's already happened. We found out that because there's Sheena and Brandy interaction, which if you haven't been paying attention, Brandy is the another cast member or perhaps friend of Lisa's from Beverly Hills Housewives who Sheena was shopping her husband, um, which was a subplot through most of last season. Well, now they're here together. So we've made progress because before she, she wouldn't have been allowed to, to serve at this thing. It's true. It's true. Um, and Brandy goes, what's wrong with your tooth? And we find out that Sheena had some kind of accident where she knocked out her two front teeth. Um, to which, and I was like, uh, okay. And like, she's like, it looks weird. Sheena kind of huffs off, to which Brandy goes, she was fucking my husband. I'm going to tell her that her tooth is weird. <laughs> That's like, fair uh, point, Brandy. Fair point. Savage. Uh, yes, I miss Brandy Glanville. She was, a, she was a great cast member of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This really upsets Sheena beyond reason. Um, and that is something that continues to the entire episode, which I know Sheena at some point, maybe in a little aside thing, and she's like, this was a six hour long surgery. Granted, that's an incredibly long surgery, but it is your face, so I get it. Um, but she is way, I, I both agree with her and I don't, because I understand where she's coming from when we get to how this creates tension with the, the friend group, but I also don't know why she's harping on it so much. It's like she has recognized that Stassi and Katie and Kristen are kind of back into their groove as friends, whatever Mm -hmm. that means, and she's, like, pissed about it. Kind of, yeah. So anyway, Shishu goes outside, and, like, Lisa's talking to some people, and she starts to walk away, and 
she was like, oh, I'm just upset by this. And it's like, well, why are you upset by this? And then we go to her and Stassi, which, you know, we had the big one recap at the beginning of the episode and ends with her and Stassi being best friends forever. A, a rather telling lead-in, I would, I, I would think. <laughs> yeah. So we find out that Stassi and Sheena haven't talked for like six days, which is forever when you're in your 20s to not talk to somebody you consider a friend. I have friends I haven't talked to in like six years that I still consider friends, but I'm old. Um, and this is where we find out that... I thought it was six weeks. Maybe it was six weeks. That's even more of a long time. I guess it was six weeks, but still. <sighs> <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up, Sheena. <laughs> well, and Stassi. Although, so, so Stassi's like, yeah, no. She's like, you didn't even send me a text or anything to, to check on me after I got out of surgery. Which... I will have to say, if somebody's really your friend and they have any kind of surgery, you're probably going to at least send them a text. At the very least. And so maybe Sheena has a point. No, see, I do. I, I do think she has a point. When the only person, when we later on find out, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this here because it's dumb that they drag it out for as long as they do, dropping these little nuggets about it. The only person out of the supposed friend group or the core group, the A-team, shall we say, from Sir that contacted her was Jax. Jax, motherfucking Taylor. Jax, gotta check on that girl Taylor. You know, he's just a kind person reaching out to his friends during their time of, their time of need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Stassi's like, whatever, you went to the dentist. <laughs> which is incredibly dismissive, but a strong Stassi energy, which I kind of admit, even if Stassi is being a bitch. And she is, in fact, being a bitch. <laughs> she is, for sure. But so, so they're having a fight, and like, I don't remember, somebody had to go get Lisa because it was getting heated. And then you really see what this is about. It's about the, the fact that Stassi is no longer Lisa's favorite, at least at the beginning of this episode. No, it seems that Sheena has climbed her way into that position, and Stassi's not happy about it at all so like lisa comes in to break them up and it should be noted if you haven't seen the episode if you're not watching along with the sword it's been a while since you've seen the episode the way that lisa comes into the room she comes in to the room on the side of this counter that shishu and stassi are facing off over on stassi's side right. and so she goes to break it up and she does grab stassi's arm and stassi's like why are you grabbing my arm not her arm that's like this is such dumb shit and Lisa's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just go your several ways. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Um, so Stasi goes outside where Jax is serving as a bartender. And I have to say, Jax with this, his hair is immaculate this episode. He has really a strong hair game. This is peak Jax Taylor. He will never be more attractive than he is in this season. There are scenes in this episode where he is more attractive than Sandoval, which I didn't think was possible. <laughs> oh no, are we going to have to change our scale? No, no, because I, I'm pretty sure Sandoval is going to retake it because Sandoval is actually in fair amounts of distress in those scenes. It is, he is in fair amounts of distress. It's um, true. But so Jax like jumps on it and is like, oh, Stassi is upset, so let me Jax tailor this. What's wrong, Saucy? 
<laughs> this is where we find out that however long it's been, Stasi reveals that she has had three moments of weakness. LOL. Because, LOL, because she needed to uh, to get some and slept with Jax three times. And, and she makes fun of Jax for going, we made love, and now you won't talk to me. <laughs> Stasi is such a dude. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> But I mean, I think she's right. It's like, come on, Jax, do not pretend like Stassi is taking advantage of you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, Jax, love it. Then we go to scene two, which is Kristen at a bar card th- called the Parlor Room when the rest of the A-team shows up, minus Shishu, who they left back at the house to clean up. Poor, poor Shishu. Poor Shishu. And, and Kristen is basically just talking shit to everybody because they're like, you can't do that. Why did you do that? We're worried about your job. And she's like, fuck all of y'all. I can't help but hear a bunch of bitches who won't stand up for yourself. <laughs> she's like, I'm 30 years old. I can do what I want. Yeah, that becomes a recurring theme that she is now 30 years old and she's an adult, yo. She's, she's an adult and she can act like a child however she wishes. <laughs> right. Uh, she, she throws, <laughs> this is right over to Katie has new hair. I did like the style where she had like half of it braided and the other half wasn't. I thought that looked good. It was just the color was terrible. The color, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And here's where we, we get another clue that so much has happened while we were gone in between seasons. Because Kristen and Katie are basically arguing about whether Kristen has be, been behaving rationally or not. And she's like, whatever, Katie, or no, um, she's, no, she's no, yelling, it's Katie. Yeah, Katie's like, whatever. And Katie goes... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, she's just like, Katie's... Um, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Katie is sort of like, well, like, you're one to talk, like, for, like, complaining, 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 and not doing anything about right. it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but and that's basically like, what Kristen was saying is that like, oh, you guys always complain about Lisa, but you'll never do anything, and I do something, and blah blah blah. And then Tom is like, "Don't bring that up here." Yeah, you, there's that one thing that you never do, which I thought they would tease us out for a little bit more, oh, but right. they don't. <laughs> there's that one thing you would never do, right? Right. It just kind of the tension sits. Yes. And then they don't even let it sit long. So that could have been something that they could have teased out to the end of the episode, but they kind of pay it off right there. And that we find out that a few months ago, or at some point in the recent past, Kristen and Sandoval were having a rough time, and Sandoval pulls a Jack Taylor to the extreme, and then that he goes to Vegas and cheats on Kristen. Right out of the Jax Taylor playbook. It's so out of, I, I just wonder if he's like, went up to Jax, he's like, man, me and Kristen are having problems. Jax is like, I know what'll fix that. Bottle service. <laughs> Bottle <Hey>. service. <laughs> oh. And uh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, Tom just comes out and admits it. He does. Um, unlike Jax. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he doesn't seem to be, he seems remorseful. He does. Uh, um, he does give his reasoning, and he, but he even goes, this is not an excuse for what I did. This is just what happened. Right. Um, so yeah, not keeping it a secret for the entire season. It's just one of another of many reasons that Sandoval is a better human being than Jax Taylor. Um, 
one season and an episode through anyway. Tom Sandoval looks like a, a defeated man in this episode. That's it. He, his confidence isn't there. He's deflated throughout most of the episode. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kristen, instead of just like, you know, either breaking up with him or like deciding to forgive him and move on, is just punishing him the whole episode. Right. Not without reason. But yeah, she is. She is. Um, she's in that weird spot where she has said that she forgives him, but she obviously hasn't. Right. Right. So then we go to scene three. Shopping with Sheena, Lisa, and Pandy. Yep. And we find out that apparently Pandy and Sheena have been longtime friends, just like Pandy and Stassi had been longtime friends, which I call bullshit uh, on, um, I guess maybe they've been friends for like this last year or whatever. I suspected you might say that, but what I will say is that when I was watching the early seasons of The Real Housewives, I spotted Sheena in um, Pandora's, she was at Pandora's uh, bachelorette party, which happens like seasons previous to this. Okay, okay. So it does seem like total bullshit, but I don't think it is. That's really interesting because they don't allude to there being any connection in season one. Maybe they just didn't think it was important. I don't know. That's true. Um, we also find out that Pandy and Shishu have a birthday this the same day. <laughs> and so they're, they're shopping for a communal birthday dress. Yes, because you got to have that joint birthday matching dresses. Come on. Twinsies, you know. Twinsies. And, you know, even though Lisa's like, ha, 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 don't tell any of the girls I bought this dress for you. It's like, well, <laughs> don't you think they might assume that when you and Pandora show, when she and Pandora show up with the same dress? Yeah, and also it's not like they won't eventually see this. Sure. And it, it'll come out. But yeah, and Lisa doesn't get why they want the same dress anyway. If I'm Sheena, I definitely want this to be the same party because it's going to be a much better party if it's a Vanderpump party than it would just be on a Shishu dime party. Exactly. And hey, your boss is buying you a $330 dress to like... Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but that's uh, that's like B going out and buying a candy bar, for fuck's sake. So. <laughs> uh, you're like, Lisa could have spent at least a grand on this dress. Yeah, I thought it was a good-looking dress. I was actually, and I, this, I'm, this shows my non-shopping acumen and perhaps my wardrobe. I was shocked that that dress was that much. I thought it was a good-looking dress, and both Pandy and Shishu looked good in it, but I sure didn't think that that was a $300 dress. Well, you got to think about where they're shopping. They're shopping in Beverly Hills. Fair point. Fair point. It's a very 2013 dress to me. Like, Really? What makes it a 2013 dress? Um, it's very uh, kind of like boho in, in this like intense way. Like It's got those like loud patterns on it mm-hmm. um and it's very flowy and it's like a, an umpire waist those were really big in that year so yeah i mean again showing my lack of knowledge on fashion but it just reminded me of a sundress that had a pattern instead of flowers sure so but hey whatever the sundress cycles in and out of style it's not quite a sundress though yeah no because most well 
anyway, it was a decent looking dress that I was shocked how much it cost. Okay. Ben's like, bring back, bring back the loud, like, prints. No, I, see, I didn't think it was that loud, but I think it was the colors that didn't make it seem loud to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Scene four. The highlight of the episode. Stasi and her dad, Mark, meet for lunch or something. Some random time of day brunch. They meet for coffee. Well, there, there seemed to be food lunch. there, too. That's yeah. right. Stasi and salad. Yeah. So Mark orders a coffee and then pulls a bottle, like one of those airplane bottles of Bailey out of his pocket to add to his to his coffee, at which point I wrote, my hero. <laughs> Mark's like, I have my brand and I'm sticking to it. Here's my <laughs> bottle of babies. Right. Yeah, he was just like, hey, you got to keep the shakes at bay. And this is where we find out that I guess they, they must own a home in both places because she says that her dad still lives in New Orleans where he runs this architecture firm. Um, and he was getting ready to go someplace. I don't, he, I don't know. And Stassi's like, yeah, my dad's really rich and he knows how to spend it. Spend his money on Stassi, on Princess Stassi. On Princess Stassi and on trips to someplace. I don't remember where. Jax wants to meet Mark. <laughs> now sit down. How do you think this went? Terribly, but I love it. <laughs> exactly. It's the, that's the, the brilliance of the show. Yeah, because I think Mark is the one guy on the show thus far, except for, with the exception of Lisa, but Lisa's much more accommodating. Um, Mark is the one person that Jax's bullshit doesn't appear to work on. Nope. Um, <laughs> so Jax rolls up and sits down and, you know, and, and Saucy's like, I don't trust Jax, but he's working so hard to get me back. I've never had anybody chase me this hard, so I don't know what to do. That is a incredibly valid point and Kudos to her for being um, open enough to admit it. Yeah, way to go, Stassi. Way to, way to uh, really dig in deep and search your inner feelings. Yeah. So, Jax comes in and sits down. Stassi oh, oh we have to talk about the conversation that Stassi and Mark have before Jax shows up for a second. Oh, go ahead. He's like, Mark... Mark says to Stassi, like, oh, well, you know, Jax's problem is he's, he's too good looking. Oh, yeah. He does say that. <laughs> and, and she's like, is that my problem, too? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well, yeah, but you're a girl, so it's different. Yeah, you can totally just marry a rich guy at some point, that does, and it does, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jax can't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. So. I, I would mark, watch a Mark... Schroeder show. I would be all about that. Yes, but then Jack shows up. So Jack shows up, and the we don't get to see the entire conversation, but he basically says, I just want to apologize for hurting stuff to you for hurting Stasi. I still love her. Even though I know she started seeing Frank the two days after we broke up, but I just figured that was her rolling over. And I was like, way to call dude's daughter a whore, guy. <laughs> Just like keep digging that hole, Jax. Like, yeah. good way to win over the the, the dad here. 
Yeah. Here's my question. How serious about all of this do you think Jax is? Not very. Right. I mean, especially just given that comment, he can't be. Well, yeah. I mean, this there are there are points in here where he does when he's talking to Stasi, where he does seem to be sweet and actually engaged. And I do believe True. he's trying to get her back. True. But in this conversation, and again, I think it's because he knows he's there with somebody. A, he knows he fucked over Stasi. And B, Mark ain't got time for his bullshit. Right. So Jax is kind of trying, not trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did this thing. And then later when he's working out with uh, Tom Schwartz, some of that is just guys being guys. But he's completely dismissive about the whole Stassi thing, except for the inset that they roll in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, like, during this conversation between between Jax and Mark, they start talking about Frank. And Mark is like, well, seems like Frank's a lot of things that you aren't. Ah, uh, yes, he did. And then, uh, to which Jax responds with, yeah, he's a real piece of work or something like that. And Mark's like, that's what everybody says about you, Jax. <laughs> it's a, a great response, and it's true. It's very true. Because, again, at this point, Frank hasn't reached complete Frank, complete nothing to come back from this yet. Um, if we, not knowing what we know about the sex tape and everything, just what we've seen on the show, sure, Frank is still... He's an asshole and has no personality. So we've had that discussion. But he was better to Stasi from what we saw than what Jax has been. Yeah, this, this, this is all true. But okay, here's another knock against Jax. How do you get to be 33, 34 years of age and not know who Steve McQueen is, Jax Taylor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm about a decade older than him. Uh, not Steve McQueen, because that would make me ancient. Um, and I know who Steve McQueen is. So, especially if he's from Michigan, I can't believe he doesn't know. He might not know the name, but I bet if he Googled him and saw Steve McQueen, he would know who he is. Probably. Sorry. I just was like, Jax, come on. For real. Although there is nothing about the fact that Mark looks up to Steve McQueen that is surprising. No. <laughs> Not in the least. Very Which, macho guy culture. What did you think about that? I mean, beyond the Steve McQueen thing, though, because part of the advice that Mark gives Jax there or can putting down of Jax that he does there, however you want to take it. Because he's like, you know, you, it's a very capitalist thing. He's like, you need to improve by 10% every year. Yeah. Um, your earning potential. Yeah. As a bartender, you have tapped out your earning potential. You've maxed it out already. Probably true. Um, and you have to, you have to have a, a picture in your head of the man you want to become which is just goal setting. And I agree with that. Um, maybe not that. I think that, I think the whole, you have to out earn yourself by 10% every year. It's, I mean. Well, it, it's a very, um, what is the name of that guy? 
who releases all the books. Um, that's oh, like right the Money Madness yeah, guy or whatever? Yeah. Dave Ramsey. It's a very Dave Ramsey kind of mm -hmm. thing. It is. So not necessarily bad advice. Unreachable for some people for reasons that aren't their fault. That kind of thing. Exactly. But um, having an idea of who the person you want to, to become in your head and, and working towards that, I agree with that. Sure. But then he also says, you have to be able to provide stability for a girl and you are not doing that. I mean, my assumption is that Mark is talking about the financial side, which is like a pretty outdated way to mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because, I mean, I think it's rare to have a household that's not two incomes at this point in time, if people are married or in a partnership or whatever. Uh, and super rare not to need one with the, the current economic climate. I mean, exactly. It's like, it's kind of set up, right? Like, I think it's hard to kind of socially exist economically, like just supporting yourself. But I mean, that's a different conversation, but... Sure. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's a really outdated, but I mean, in terms of like stability in Jax's behavior, I could sort of buy that. Well, I do think that it's both. Yeah, um, I do too. Because it does come off more of a financial stability, but I also think from Mark's perspective, even though he does kind of act a little loosey-goosey, um, to become financially secure you have to be emotionally and mentally stable. Yeah. Quote, unquote, to, to do that. Perhaps. I mean, it's not necessarily true. I'm just thinking that's, that's how Mark's perceiving it. Of course, of course. Um, my response to that is sort of like, Jax Taylor is Jax Taylor. It's like, well, Mark, you know, he is on a, a pretty successful TV show. I'm, I'm sure he's doing, I'm sure Jax is doing fine. Yeah, I mean, we could Google what his net worth is. We could save that for later. I'm just okay. saying, I'm sure he'll get paid more and more as the seasons go on, but it's just sort of like, well, he's on a hit reality TV show. I mean, maybe Jax will be irresponsible with his money. Based on everything else in his life, I think it's safe to say yes. <laughs> um, it is kind of funny, though, and I, I, maybe that's just the appeal of the show, because... And again, they are not to the point where they're really making a whole lot of money now. The first season they were working at the bar. This season they all appear to be working at the bar. Um, when we watched the reunion show, they were squabbling about money, which as grad students, we understand. But the, the amounts that they were squabbling about, if you are making adult wages, quote unquote, aren't really that much. True. Um, so I think that there is a little bit of that too. And I think he's also talking about, you know, Mark is apparently, again, you know, Stasi says that he's, the term she used was rich. Um, I don't know that he's got Vanderpump money, but it's obvious that him and his wife are doing really good if they're maintaining a home and business in New Orleans and one out in Beverly Hills. Um, and he could afford to pay half of her rent no questions asked, and give her other money while she was going through school. And bought Stassi a chin implant for her 18th birthday. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of forgotten about that, so yeah. 
So, and I think that that probably skews it too. So Jax is probably making decent money for a single person living in Los uh, Angeles. Yes. But to Mark, that is nothing. And I'm sure that he has, I, I, I can't believe I'm defending this guy this hard on this, but anyway. You really um, are. I know, right? Um, but, you know, it's that whole thing of I have worked, I have worked my entire life to provide my little girl a certain lifestyle. And I'll be damned if I'm going to let somebody like you, Jax Taylor, come in here <laughs> and whisk her off to some bullshit. I mean, you know, I, I think it's natural for a parent to be uh, protective, especially against Jax Taylor. Uh, <laughs> even if, I mean, Mark's point of view is certainly outdated. Yes, I agree with that, 100%. And, and certainly paternalistic. Very much so. <laughs> no, and I don't excuse it from that. I, can, I just understand where he's coming from. I totally. Guess. Yeah. Totally. Um, so now we go to scene five, back at Sir, our first appearance at Sir this season. Granted, it's only the first episode still, but we're about halfway through it at this point. Back at Sir. I mean, I guess technically the first scene was a Sir catered event. Sure, sure. But yes, we're back at the restaurant, uh, and everyone, it, it seems like everyone is there. It did seem like everybody was there. It must have been like a, uh, it's the day after the um, catered event, so it probably is like a Friday or a Saturday night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but Peter was working the bar, um, Stasi. I didn't remember seeing uh, Shishu, but everybody else is there working as wait staff. Um, and I have to say, based on just the tiny scene we get of Kristen doing her waitressing, she does seem like a good waitress. Best one they got, probably. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, um, Sheena also, I guess, is a, a good waitress, but no, Kristen, Kristen seemed like a good waitress. She's got that, you got to have the right kind of chat as a waitress. And I was like, oh, she's got it. She does. Yeah. Look at her go. Yeah. Um, Lisa comes in and she's complaining about the staff, like normal. <laughs> uh, and she goes up to the business partner, partner whose name I always forget. Natalie. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and they're like, she's like, go get Kristen. Tell her to meet us out at the patio or whatever. So Kristen gets called to the principal's office. Yep. It's called to the floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We find out that she's been working there for five years. And she's got a bad attitude. And you know what? Kristen, the way you responded to me was just completely inappropriate. Which, according to you, it was completely inappropriate. It was. But Kristen just kind of like doesn't really say much in this scene, I would say, in her own defense. Which maybe was the smarter... I can't imagine that that was the first meeting that she's had with Lisa in five years. No, I can't imagine it. It is either because, you know, it, it, it's sort of like, Kristen, you got to pick your battles and mm -hmm. maybe standing up to your boss. Well, and she does, she does manage to play a, for a little bit of sympathy with Lisa, too. That's true. She cries over Tom. Right. Yeah. And she's just like, this is something I can't talk about. And, and which Lisa didn't want to talk about it anyway. So she's like, no, no, then, then we won't talk about it. But Lisa also then isn't going to push her on the other stuff. And she's just like, I think you could use a two week break, which is a very gentle way of telling somebody that they're on two weeks suspension. It is a very gentle way to say it. So she, she melted even Lisa's 
cold, cold heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Although Lisa did have a point. I think a lot, <laughs> having been there on both sides, uh, usually when you get into a shouting match with your boss, unless you guys have really good relationship and you're cussing each other, that usually ends to a loss of employment one way or the other. <laughs> yes, 100%. Kristen is lucky to still have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Scene six, Jax and Tom Schwartz are working out. Oh, uh, and Jax, yes, working out, discussing their lady problems. <laughs> and Jax makes Katie's a hair. Yeah, I was gonna say Jax <laughs> makes a crack about Katie's hair. I'm not happy about that hair color. And here's the worst part: Schwartz doesn't really even defend Katie. No, he says that he called it orange a couple times and had to sleep on the couch. Like, dude, Schwartz, what are you doing? He makes up for it later. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, he also, like, Jax implies that things just went super well with Mark and that he feels like they had such a great conversation, which either they didn't show us the entire conversation of or Jax just fucking flat-out lied. Well, what answer do you think it is? Oh, I think Jax is just fucking flat-out lied. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, they're both kind of bitching because Jax is like, I used to love my life. I could eat cereal three times a day and I didn't have to worry about Stasi and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then we were only in said, I really do miss Stasi and I really wish I could be with her. And it's like, come on, what the fuck? Well, that's Mr. Talks Out of His Ass, Jack Taylor. Well, yes, <laughs> but I don't have any sympathy for the producers if they're falling for this stuff after the first season. I mean, I feel like they couldn't possibly be that foolish. I mean, maybe they are. Actually, they probably are. Never mind. I mean, no shade. I think you produce an excellent show, however. Right. Uh, um, scene seven, Kristen and Sandoval's apartment. Mm-hmm. This is when we really understand kind of the level that their interactions are at. Yeah, and it's not good. Mm-mm. Tom's like, oh, are you making that for us? And she's like, no, what do you think? You're going to work. <laughs> Stasi's coming over. You're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. And then he's, he says something about they need to talk or, or one of, something like that. He's like, well, when do you want to talk? Preferably not when you're drunk. <laughs> uh, Which makes a lot of sense. It does, it does. Um, and it deteriorates from there. That's when, we, we, that's when we find out that it was like three days after her 30th birthday. Then and, he went. Yeah, that he went um, Vegas dipping. And <laughs> it also apparently lasted more than one day, his Vegas dipping. Oh, I forgot about that detail. This yeah. was a, a full-on fling. Sandoval. Yeah, and we even find out more later about how much of a full-on fling it was. Um, actually, that might be in the very next scene. I don't remember. But anyway, so things are not good in Sandoval and Kristen land. Um, they are both upset. It, it kind of feels like they're just hanging on because they live together. It doesn't really feel like either one of them necessarily really does want to be with the other. They just don't want it to be over. Yeah. 
I agree with that. And they've been together for five years at this point. So I feel like it's like the long, right? They're kind of, you know, when couples like get into that pattern where it's like, they clearly don't want to be together, but they just drag out the breakup for as long as they possibly can. Yeah, for real. Um, they don't necessarily want to be together. They just didn't know how to be apart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so Tom goes to work. Um, and good old Stasi shows up. Right. And, you know, this is where she's like, all of my friends said to, to dump him, and I didn't. And so I'm bringing Stasi, who went through this over, and we're going to hash it out. Because Stasi might get back together with her ex who cheated on her. Right. Right. But even Stasi is sort of like, well, Kristen, like, the situation is not good. No. Well, I mean, obviously, because, uh, you know, if I liked Kristen a little more, I'd be really concerned about her behavior because she did seem to be really relying on the bottle to get through all this. And that might be where some of this belligerence that, and we kind of saw her starting to show her ass at the end of the last season, but she is a little bit off the rails this episode. Yeah, she is. Um, sh- yes, she is hanging on by a thread, it seems. Yeah. Kristen Doty. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is where we find out that it was a multiple day thing and that Stasi, Kristen, and Katie, like their Voltron powers combined to track this girl down in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what does Stasi say? She's like, Sherlock has nothing on a woman scorned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, though, they can find common ground and they just start bitching about Shishu. Oh, that's right. Just bitching about Sheena. Yeah, because it's like, are you going to the party? All oh, right. If it was just Shishu's party, I wouldn't go. But since it's Pandy's party, I can't. Um, Saucy's like, I can't not go to Pandy's party because that will just allow her to get closer to Sheena, and I can't have that. Well, she says like she can't have another Vanderpump be mad at be mad at her. I mean, to be fair, she has two bosses, both of them are vendor pumps, and one isn't very happy with her right now. Right, so it's like, you gotta try and save face with at least, at least Pandora. Yeah. Um, scene eight, we are at Lisa's house, where we're about to have the party. Mm-hmm. The um, luncheon. Yes, the luncheon, not the actual party later. The civilized part. The, hoity, <laughs> the hoity-toity part. Because Lisa uh, would only throw a hoity-toity civilized party. Come on. I mean, it was a very well-appointed table with lots of beautiful flowers. And, and Lisa basically just goes, hey, look, don't get involved in this Kristen mess because it's stupid. <laughs> and you're better than that. Which is not bad advice. It is not. It's a little uh, classist, I guess. Yeah, but, probably. But also true. Uh, well, and, and Kristen doesn't even show, so. Well, not here, but. No. The, the, so. Um, and, you know, Sheena is being insufferable. She, I have to say. Sheena, Sheena's, Sheena. Sheena is on her bullshit in this episode. She is. She is like, what, what? Who's got this badass dress that because Pandy's wearing it? I don't have to tell you that Lisa bought it. And we're having, you know, a combined lunch here. And Katie's like, Bleh. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, we see the B-teamers show up with a baby. Congrats, the B-teamers. Yes, congrats, B-teamers. Um, Sheena and Stassi have another sit-down where Sheena again goes, you know what, I, uh, I'm really hurt by this because when Kristen and Katie gave you the cold shoulder, I really opened up to you and gave you a lot of support last summer or whenever, um, and it really hurts my feelings that you didn't give me any support. Saucy's like, sure, I apologize. And then we get the set. it's fake, but I really can't be antagonizing her, but fuck her. And I'm like, ah, you, are, you are both terrible people. Such a Slytherin move on Saucy's part. Yeah, but then, you know, and, and I was like, whatever. But then Sheena, at a table with people that she know have that she knows have known Kristen longer and have been friends with her, like capes up for the boss. Now, granted, the boss's daughter is there, and the boss admired this awesome dress, but capes up for the boss and is like starts dragging Kristen for talking shit to Lisa. And then is sort of like she's like, well, why why are you even friends with Kristen then if you like da 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 da. Correct. And it's one thing it, to have that conversation with your friend. It's another thing to do it in front of pretty much the combined staffs of two stores. You're just like, Sheena, like maybe not the moment, but she's sort of like, it's my party. I can say what I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's hard to blame saucy and katie for being a little bit like sheena what is what is your deal yeah i mean especially since and they're right i mean they keep saying she wants to be part of our friend group so bad that she's trying to divide us i don't necessarily know that she's trying to divide us to divide you but she's going beyond just calling you out on your hypocrisy right right She's inserting herself in the situation, certainly. I loved, um, this might, this might be a little bit later, but I like the insert when Katie goes, Sheena makes my ass twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit later, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> so we go to commercial and we come back for one of those little short scenes and it's just. I knew you were going to comment on this. I was like, oh. <laughs> Here, here we go. Here's Stassi. <laughs> I didn't write down a whole lot for it. I just loved it. It was so good because it's like, okay, birthday girls, what do you want to envision for the next year? And Stassi goes, world domination. <laughs> and everyone's, it's not your birthday, Stassi. And then, like, I think it was San it was either Sandoval or Schwartz. It's like, that's a, such a Stassi answer. No, it was Peter. It was Peter. Okay. It was Peter. <laughs> and then she just starts de detailing all the things that she would do. She's like, I would have a pet zombie. And I would have a parking spot in front of liquor stores and <laughs> she's like if, shit. she's like if someone cheated on me i would go medieval on their ass medieval and then like literally there. explains how she would cut off their head display it in front of their family's house and then stuff the body <laughs> yeah <sighs> see. It's, it's things like that that make you adorable stassi see gotta love stassi and her little weird ways I do, even though I think she's a bitch most of the time, or at least self-centered. Um, scene 10, and which kind of really is the end of the episode, even though it lasts for like a good 15 minutes or so. Okay, right. The final, right. So like the, the kind of later club scene, I guess, yeah, or bar. Yeah. 
which I think is odd, and maybe they just didn't get clearance, because usually when they're at a place, they'll tell us where they are, but they didn't tell us where this was. Mm, that's a good point. Um, so it's birthday night. This is where <laughs> Sheena, or um, uh, Katie says that Sheena makes her ass itch, or twitch. Um, and Shishu <laughs> is being stupid obnoxious. She's wearing like a big ballerina dress, too. Yeah, and she's just being like, in, in some ways, and, and I don't know what happened between the seasons, but she is acting like these girls are more her friend. Like, she's been friends with them forever. Right. And expecting to kind of fit in there. But you can really tell that, you know, and I think possibly because she's more into the Vanderpump's graces, she's kind of flaunting that as well. Maybe Sheena's getting a little too big for her britches at yeah, this moment. I think that's a good way to put it. But, you know, Stassi's thing, I guarantee you that the real reason that Stassi didn't send Sheena a message six weeks ago or whatever it was, didn't have to do with the fact that it was just a dental procedure. It was because of the fact that she is getting into good gracious with the Vanderpumps, and you can tell Stassi is stupid jealous of that. I mean, you know, when you've had that position and someone comes in and tries to take it. For real. Well, especially after you, you don't really need their support as much as you did before because you kind of re, um, repaired things with Katie and Kristen. It's true. It's true. Oh, yeah. Um, I will have to say that Shay looked like he had slimmed down from season one, so. Way to go, Shay. Yeah. Although are... he's, he's a little sauced at this birthday party. He comes off as very weak, and I hate to be that that dude, you know. But and we'll get to it. We will get to it. He does. Yes, it's true. Well, and also oddly enough, it's kind of weird because everybody else is over and they're exchanging. Pandora is exchanging her special gifts she made for Sheena. Meanwhile, it, it was almost like Shay was hitting on Stassi, but. Oh, and he, like, takes a sip of her drink? Well, like, he comes up to her and goes, what are you drinking? And she, like, tells him. And so he just takes it and drinks it. So either he's just being a dick or, which apparently is a thing that Sassy kind of likes, or he was just being, I guess he was just being a dick, whether he was being flirty or not, I don't know. But he did say that he would buy her a replacement one and everything, and it kind of felt like being somewhat flirtatious. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It was just kind of weird. It was weird. I didn't even really think that much about it. But yes, that's a good a good point. Well, the only reason I did is because of the, the, the whole thing. Like, if we had actually taken, like, six months, like, between the times that these had aired, if we'd been watching these and doing this live, I probably wouldn't have thought anything more about it, too. But after just watching season one and, and how insecure Stassi was with Jax doing anything with Sheena, that was just weird to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it really kind of serves too, but as a moment, because right, like, well, Sheena gets the shoes, and she's like, well, Pandora is like, well, you know, these might be good to wear at your wedding. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. if you put a ring on it. And then Sheena's like, Shay, Shay. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, where there. are you? And he's like, oh, I'll be back. Sassy's like, fine. I guess we'll finish this later. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me um, my drink, bitch. For real. 
And basically both, I mean, I neglected to mention that because it wasn't that big a deal. Essentially both Sheena and Pandora say that they really didn't want Kristen there at the party. Mm-hmm. But I guess she had previously been invited and Probably just shows so. up. Yeah. Um, well, Tom, I can't imagine that Tom wouldn't have been invited. And I think that's, that's one true. of those situations where if you're going to invite one, you kind of got to invite both. Um, so, yeah. But they show up and there's immediate discomfort. Like Kristen goes to give Pandora a hug and while she's hugging her, Pandora like rolls her eyes real big. It was very awkward. It was super awkward and it didn't get any better. because, Well, A, not that everybody was other than Sheena was very dressed up for this. But they were better dressed than Tom and Kristen were. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't understand Kristen's dress, and Katie's like, "Oh my god, it's so cute!" And I was like, "Is it, Katie?" Mm, I think that was just them kissing each other's asses because they they are the anti Sheena Alliance again. They are the anti Sheena Alliance. Um. Then and like, what? oh, go ahead. Were you going to talk about the Kristen Sandoval Tina interaction? I was. I was yeah. going to mention where. <laughs> Tom is basically getting dragged all over anytime Kristen is talking to somebody. Yeah, she's okay. like, oh, well, like, do you want to tell her about, you know, the cheating? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I heard a rumor, which Tina was asking kind of indelicately, but not super delicately, and then Kristen's just like, yeah, tell him about it, philanderer. <laughs> so. <It> walks away. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but then Tina handled it really well, and she was like, you know, it just sounds like your relationship is actually kind of over and you're just kind of in it. So basically what we said earlier. Yeah. And based on last season, I wouldn't be surprised if Tina and Sandoval were closer friends because he like played guitar, like in her singing show, if you remember. I don't know. I do remember. And I, I do agree with you. Um, I, I think that they're, and we don't know how long Tina's been working there, but Sandoval's been working there for a long time, too. Um, actually, I think he might even have predated Kristen. I can't remember. But anyway. Yeah. I, I do. There does seem to be a friendship between the two of them just in the way that they talk and mm -hmm, the, the fact mm -hmm, that we mm -hmm. have seen him playing guitar for her and stuff. But then Kristen goes and walks over to Pandora. Yes. And um, that's an interesting interaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where, you know, she's like, hey, look, if you want to keep working for my parents, you can't be a bitch. <laughs> like, like I, you know, I don't want to get involved, but here I am going to get involved. Yeah, yeah, for real. You can't be super ratchet all the time, girl. Um, <laughs> I mean... Pandora has a point. It's like, it's not great to antagonize your employers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is a, another, th and really to me, that is kind of what Lisa's comment to Pandy was about, is that we can never really be super close friends with them because they are our employees. Mm -hmm. Um. 
or maybe I'm giving her too much credit. Maybe it was just like, mm, girl, <laughs> there beneath you, so don't get too involved. I don't know. It's a question we'll put we'll put on the back burner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um then I will oh, but as a side note, I will tell you what though, none of my employers have ever bought me an expensive dress for my birthday. Didn't anyone buy me a really nice guitar once? That was really wow. nice. Yeah. Um, so then we have Stasi, Kristen, and Katie outside, really just kind of bitching about Sheena. And at she, Sheena's birthday party. <laughs> at Sheena's rough. birthday party. Well, then Sheena rolls up and uh, a fight occurs. <laughs> Pretty immediately, like really, there's like a real meltdown in this moment. There is, there is. Well, I think that the, I don't know that any of them were overserved, but I'd say that they were well lubricated. Yes. Who do you think kind of kicks it off? I feel like it sort of starts with Katie. Uh, Katie, I think it was started, but you know, effectively there was some smoke, and then Katie just comes in and and pours gasoline on it <laughs> or she doesn't really come in because it's like you know they were, were talking about hey you know Kristen's like why were you talking about me and my interactions earlier which is a fair fucking question and then you know Sheena kind of backtracks well I wasn't really talking bad about you I was just bringing up these questions and why you were acting that way and blah 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 and you know, if we're all supposed to be friends, why is it like this? It's like, well, I feel like the three of you have aligned against me, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, none of you really sent me anything for my, about my tooth. And then Katie's like, fuck your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this bullshit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sheena goes, you know, like my mouth is important to me because I'm a singer. <laughs> Katie's like, you're not a singer. Right. Yeah, I could have let sync over a track, too. And I was like, damn, Katie. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 And then Sheena's just like, okay, Katie, well, you can go. Right. This is my party. Why don't you just leave? I don't remember if she said that to Kristen first or to Katie first, but basically she effectively tries to kick both of them out. And she's like, fuck you. She's like, Stassi and I are cool. Katie, fuck you. Kristen, like, you suck. And she's like, fuck all of you. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and they come back in, and there's then Katie comes back, or Kristen comes in with them, and they're still kind of bickering. And Pandora's like, no, nah, son. And her husband's like, I think we're better than this. <laughs> they're like, we're out of here. Yeah, so she's like, she stops and she hugs Sandoval and was like, control your woman, effectively. Yep. <laughs> Which didn't age super well and shows that she has no clue what's going on if you think Sandoval at this point can do anything to rain Kristen in. That's a good point. I never really got the um, the sense that Pandora and Kristen were all that close, but... No, I don't think that they, I actually don't think they like each other. I mean, maybe they don't hate each other, but I don't think they are friends. No, me either, so. Um, so, Kate, um, Stassi goes back and she's sitting with Jax and, and the other three are still kind of arguing it out on the floor and. And she was like, Katie, 
can you just go? Yeah, this is my birthday party. I want to have a good time. Why don't you just go? I don't want you here anymore. And Schwartz is Here's my question. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, really quickly. Have you ever kicked anyone out of your birthday party? I've never invited anybody that was that loosely a friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I've never had a birthday party that had like everybody at two places that I used to work at that had over 30 people at it either. So... That's true. Me either. I've never, uh, it just, yeah, it's like, you shouldn't be so upset on your birthday that you would be in any position to kick anyone out. Right. Which, I mean, I get, you know, again, this goes to Shishu kind of being on her bullshit and being kind of devious-ish in this, and that... She is. It's like she suddenly believes that she turned into Stassi. Uh, yeah, kind of. But even Stasi didn't really kick anybody out. I don't. I mean, other than Jax, when she found out that he was cheating on her and told him to leave. But she just didn't invite people. Right, which is a smarter move. But it's like Sheena is like trying to be like, well, I am the new top dog here. No, I am the new yeah. alpha. And, and she's not. I mean, 100%. You can tell that. Hey, even when Stasi was kind of, was being an alpha HBIC last season early, and was kind of a mean girl. She wasn't as flamboyant and in the face of everybody with it as Sheena is being. Right. Sheena is being a little over the top right now. Super over the top. And again, that probably has to do with the fact that she'd been drinking since lunch, if you want to be generous to her. True. Um, But yeah, she kicks Katie and Kristen out, um, and her and Katie are still kind of jawing at each other. Schwartz comes over and tries to play a peacemaker role in it. Well, so Katie, what happens is Katie goes up to Shay and Shay's like, what's going on? What's going on? And Katie's like, blah, 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 blah. Basically like controls Sheena. Yeah. (laughs) And Shay's just trying to like, I guess, smooth the situation over because Katie's like, well, I'm leaving. And Schwartz is like, what? Yes, yeah. I guess Schwartz is trying to smooth it over. I don't really know what Schwartz does in this moment. I don't really know what him or Shay were doing. But it's funny because Jax is like, Shay looks really drunk. <laughs> Which I didn't think he looked that drunk. But again, not there. But him and Schwartz kind of get into it a little bit. And there's some pushing and a little bit of scuffling. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Nobody really seems to know what happened. Even the people who were involved in it don't really seem to know what happened. Jax's commentary was good, where he was like, I would expect those two to cry together over the notebook, not (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was great. And and that kind of goes to, you know, and and I hate to be this way because it's somewhat embracing toxic masculinity tropes. But after that happens, and Sheena's trying to figure out what's going on, and she's talking to Shay, she's like, Shay, what happened? And he he doesn't, he can't really explain what happened. And then he starts crying. He starts crying, and you're just like, oh, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, so then everybody's standing outside. We could say, in a general way, he was being weak. He was. He was. He was letting yeah. his, his emotions get the better of him. Maybe that's being strong in such a moment. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Then everybody's outside, and Sheena's, like, yelling from the balcony. He's like, Kristen, you and Katie get out of here, which I think Kristen was still in the, the bar. But basically, Katie, you get your ass out of here. 
um, staff she's like, Katie, back. go. It's even more annoying. She's like, Katie, go. <laughs> it's like, I'm leaving. Just go. go. And Katie's like, I will leave when I want to leave. <laughs> well, before that, too, they were like, patting shorts on the back for defending Katie. They're like, hey, you might get laid tonight. Yeah, and Schwartz really didn't really know what was going on. He's like, I was just, and, and Jackson's like, no, man, you were just defending your girl. It doesn't matter if she was wrong. You were just defending your girl. What do you think about that as a, as a point man, of view? Um, so... I I have some problems with it. Lay them on me. Well, because I think if you're if you are really in the wrong, it, male or female, and it, it is kind of your place to call your partner out about it. Yes. Though that does not mean that you do that in, in front public. of everybody, right? In that situation, not knowing what's go- going on, him sticking up with his girlfriend probably was the right play. Yeah. Then when they're away from everybody, then he might be like, you know, you kind of escalated that. Um, but in the moment, yeah, um, I do believe that. I do believe, especially in relationships that have the interpersonal dynamics of you working together, being friends, not being friends, having beef, that you especially if you also work in that environment have relationships with these people too that complicates it a whole lot because you can't involve yourself in every little squabble no and you know so i i don't think schwartz acted out of line i really don't know that shay did either i just think it's weird that they kind of got to a shoving match I feel like Shay must have been drunk because it it went from like they're shoving each other to him crying very yeah. quickly. Yeah, no, I think so too. Well, see, I, I I don't even know that Shay knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. So, because he did seem kind of incoherent and was trying to figure out what was going, why Katie and them were leaving, or what what why they why yelling was going on. Right. So, so yeah. So then Sheena is yelling down at them and she's like, Stassi, like get back up here. And Stassi's like, no, no, bitch. Nah. And to add insult to the injury, she's like, I'm down here with my friends. I'm not going to come back up there and have a drink with you. She's like, damn cold. Yeah. And then like, Kristen or Katie or one of them yells, uh, your family's there. Go hang out with them. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, and they insert like, Stassi's like, Sheena was acting fucking crazy. She's like, Sheena can suck my cock. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you go, Stassi. Always throwing the heaters. Little yeah. Stas. Little Stas. Um, and then we basically see Sheena just going, I'm over it. I'm over it. And like downing some more drinks. Um, How over it do you think Sheena is on a scale of one to ten? Um, what is one not over it at all or is ten not over it at all? One is not over it. Or no, ten is not over it at all. She's about a 20. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sheena. Sheena Marie. Yeah. 
all that goodwill and those bridges you built at the end of the season, specifically with Stassi, because she really did. That's the thing I don't understand. Why did she think that she was that good of friends with Kristen and Katie? I mean, granted, they kind of drafted her in to be the third girl when Stassi was on the outs, but it was really her and Stassi who became friends, not the other way around. But, well, Sheena just thinks that she has earned her place in this friendship, and God damn it, they're going to treat her like she is their friend. Right. Oh, Sheena. Sheena. It's like, Sheena, it's like, these girls were never your friend. No. Not at all. Which sucks. It's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is. And it is. And I, like I said, I understand if you had people, this, this is, in some ways, this is a mini encapsulation. Not that what Sheena went through was any worse than what Stasi went through. Um, you know, we, and mainly because I don't know, having a couple of teeth knocked out and going through, I think a six hour surgery, especially on your face, probably kind of traumatic. Yeah, it's pretty significant. Um, you know, definitely in my mind, more significant than breaking up with a long-term partner, but okay, I can see the other argument too. But the point is, and I don't know why Sheena thought this would be any different. Katie and Kristen turned on Stasi, and she was there for Stasi. And I can understand why then, and she doesn't really seem, to be to her credit, I will say she doesn't really seem that upset about Kristen and Katie not texting her. It really seems to be Stasi, because it's that feeling that, you know, when you really needed somebody else and everybody else had abandoned you, I was there, but you couldn't be there for me. So, true. Right or wrong. Now it's like, but you know, it's like also like Sheena, don't you? Sheena must have other friends who were checking in on her. You would think, because her and Tina seem to be pretty tight. Because they seem we, there was quite a few times when they would be hanging out outside of work in the first season. So you yeah. would expect that Tina would have reached out to her. I know she says the only person who reached out to her was Jax, but I really think that that's from the A-team um, that reached out to her. But I mean, you know, if I was Sandoval or Schwartz, I probably wouldn't have reached out to her because there's, other than being co-workers, there's not really any, and especially the insecurity amongst all these women, you probably didn't really want to reach out to them. Especially if you're Sandoval and had just gone through a thing of being cheating. Caught cheating. on Kristen, right. Right. Yeah. And it's like a whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where the, the episode ends. We do get an extended teaser for the rest of the season. Um, which really looks more like a soap opera. Because it's like, there has been a betrayal amongst the group. Which, yeah, I mean, there was a betrayal last season too. <laughs> but maybe the betrayal is bigger this time. Well, we do, the, the thing that it leads us to believe is that Lisa knows what's going on this time. Because mm. um, Lisa, because like when we see Sandoval go ham and punch somebody, um, which I have my suspicions as to who it was. <laughs> and then we also see Stassi slap somebody, which I also have my suspicions as to who it was. Um, you know, Lisa's like, well, I knew it was going to bubble over. I just didn't know when. So, 
Yeah, just hold on to your horses. We got a whole season. <laughs> we do, in fact, have a whole season. My God, do we have a whole season? There are like seventeen fucking episodes this season, <laughs> and they only start to get longer. Oh boy. <laughs> I think this last season was 25 episodes. Uh, well, that's fantastic. It's like, what the fuck did I sign myself up for? <laughs> um, okay, so should we, do you have any final thoughts or should we get to the categories? Um, final thoughts. So let, do you have any final thoughts? I think so. I, I think you've convinced me as you've, we've talked about it that this episode you're right. Like, not a lot actually happens. They just sort of set the table for the season. Yeah. That was my feeling. I didn't think that this... There were a few cool moments in it. Um, you know, there were some good snarky comments back and forth. Um, I did like Mark's appearance. But... And again, and I, I... You know, not to keep harping this point, but I feel almost like I did after watching the first episode of the first season this did nothing to make me like any of the characters. And uh, in some ways, I guess that's truly exposing them as real people because there's shades of gray there. There's, sure. not, there's not a narrative hero, uh, an automatic protagonist, antagonist. People will kind of go in and out of these roles. But man, it just... There's nobody to root for, so... There is no one to root for at this point, but don't worry, we're gonna get new, we're gonna get some new blood this season. Yeah, I mean, they showed Ariana, I think was her name. Um, she seems pretty cool. So we'll see what happens when she actually becomes a cast member. I ride for Ariana. I'm a, I'm a fan, I'm a fan, Ariana is great. Uh, yeah, well, I won't spoil too much of how she'll function in the coming episodes, but, um... Well, she actually seems to be somebody who can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with Stassi in a way that none of the other girls can. Whether that is actually what happens or not, I don't know, but just, like, in the 25 seconds that we saw of her, that's the vibe I got. Because she seems to have a real self-confidence to her that is different than what the other girls have. True. Yes, none of the other girls quite have that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> oui, oui. Mm -hmm. All right. So, who is a uh, who's WeHo's thirstiest server this episode? Oh, it's Jax. You, you think so? He, well, depending on how we're using thirstiest, because he is spends the entire episode trying to to make chase. It, yeah, number four, so. That's true, trying to chase Stassi. I mean, yes, but I also feel like you could make a really good case for Sheena, who is trying to, so hard to like hold on to this friend group that she thinks that she has. That's fair. Um, so yes, in, in, in attempting to claim the quote unquote alpha spot, it's definitely Sheena. Yes. But 
I mean, Jax makes sense too. But I mean, yeah, he's just fighting for Stassi hard. Oh, we didn't even talk about the moment where he goes up to her at the party and is like, "Yeah, and it's like the prettiest girl in here." And da 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 da. Yeah, and all of a sudden, into diabetic coma. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, I know, and she's like, Jack is, is so pathetic right now, but I'm, I kind of love it. Yeah, of course she does. It's feeding right into that ego. So, and I, I mean, get it. you know, yeah, who wouldn't love that? Come yeah, on. totally. But also, it's not going to make you want to date that person. Uh, it apparently does if you're Jack Taylor. Okay. And he's got a lot of other things going on for him. Fair um, enough. <laughs> but again, that's exactly what he did to Laura Lee. True. We know what we know how the man works. Yeah. And Stassi is a little bit wise to it, but like a little bit is looking for the drama. Agreed with that. And actually I want to go back to what you said and kind of parse it just a tad. You're probably right in date. It doesn't make girls want to date him. Do other things with him? Entirely possible. There you go. Date him, not so much. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so what's our next category? Um, am I forgetting our categories? I'm sorry. It's been a long week, y'all. It has been. It um, has been a year, it feels like, since last week. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean... Okay. All right. Duh. The number one alpha of the episode. Who is our number one alpha? I think there were a lot of people who were trying to be. Yeah. A lot of people were stepping up, get, stepping up, looking for that screen time. Yeah. Because I really think that Ashina is obviously trying to be. Because um, that's what made her the thirstiest was her attempting to hang on to the spot. Um, See, but if you got to hold on to it that hard, you're probably not the alpha. Right. And Kristen can be said to be there, even though it's kind of a chaotic, I'm 30 and I'm an adult. And Oh, that's another thing we didn't mention because she says all that and to Pandora. And Pandora's like, well, you're acting like a child. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, you are right, Pandora. Um, so I guess I'm going to have to say it's Stasi. It just kind of defaults back to the good old standard. Yeah, it really does. Because, I mean, now granted, and this gets into the conversation for, like, who is Lisa Vanderpump's favorite? Mm-hmm. Yes, leads right into that. Who's Lisa's number one girl? Yeah, which is obviously... Sheena. Uh, Sheena, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and that's why she's trying so hard to be the alpha, because she is... She has achieved that spot that she wanted, at least in Lisa's eyes. Um, but it sort of paints a target on her back. Right, especially Stasi. And I don't think that Stasi was necessarily acting any better than Sheena was. Um, if more reserved, which is odd to say about Stasi, that's true. But Stasi has had these friendships and these relationships longer. So, as much as Sheena might be in the good graces of the Vanderpumps right now, she can't expect to 
be on equal footing with Stasi with them. No. Um, and especially can't expect Stasi to side with her over them. No. Although her, once again, I think her expectation of that kind of makes sense considering how close they had grown and how much she had supported her. But that's the thing, man. You can have friendships that where the other people are kind of shit to you, but you are still really strong friends because you've been friends for so long. That's, yep, that's true. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they keep talking, they're like, we've been friends for three years. It's like, okay, it's like, I don't want to like, that's a, a decent amount of time, but it's like, not like they were like lifelong. Well, three years and several years is a long time though, Katie. <laughs> is it like you're on a battlefield like something like that but <laughs> to right. that point though it, it's it, it's three years as opposed to the maybe a year that they've known sheena That's a, I, I mean true it, it still kind of weighs out in the end that is a a good point um yeah so but yeah sheena. Sheena Marie. Sheena Marie. Yeah, I think this is the first time that the Alpha and Lisa's number one favorite are going to dovetail. Yeah, I think so. Who who do you who's at the bottom of the pack then? Um. Well, <laughs> Katie by hairstyle. Um, but. Oh, poor Katie. More by hair color, because we both agree that the right, styling right, right. No, is the good. Is fine, yes, yes, yes. Um, but that, yeah, this hair color is terrible. Uh, it was not a good look. And again, I think she, I think she would look good with a blonde. It's just that blonde, as you said, her stylist didn't do her any favors, or maybe she got out to some chlorine or something and it discolored it. I don't know. Um, you have to tell. That's what. God, I can't believe I forgot that. It, what went wrong was the way it was toned. So her hairstylist, or Katie herself, which is totally possible, you didn't tone the hair right. Mm, for sure. Because what toning does, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I hope Go you don't ahead. fall asleep, Ben, is it, it takes out the yellow color. Um, no, um, you know, here's a little story about me, Katie. My first job that I ever had and it was just like a side work job. I had an uncle who's no longer my uncle because him and my aunt got divorced, but he was a hairdresser. And so I would go in and clean his studio on the weekends and, you know, made like 15 bucks or what was effectively an hour's worth of work. Um, I give myself my own terrible haircuts. Um, I have cut the hair of several of my friends and I used to dye people's hair. So I actually like dealing with people's hair and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, whether I'm actually any good at it or not, who's to know? And I wouldn't call myself a stylist by any imagination. It's not like I could give you a, a fancy haircut. Um, but no, so that does not bother me at all. Wow, so what you're saying is like in an emergency situation, you could give me a haircut. I could give you a haircut. Yes, in an emergency situation. I would be better <laughs> at an emergency dye job, but I could right. give you a haircut. All right, good to, good to know. I'm a man of many talents, Mr. <laughs> From bartending to history to podcasting to 
to hairstyling. hairstyling. All right. Listeners, keep keep up. Right. <laughs> you get your what jobs has been had in the past bingo card ready. <laughs> we should put that on the website. <laughs> we should. We should. <laughs> Um, we don't have any new characters yet. I mean, I guess we sort of get a peek at Ariana. We do, but she's not really introduced. No. Pa Pandora kind of became more of a character this episode because this was the most that she's been in one. And I think um, both you and Holland said that she kind of becomes more of a character as the the years she'll, go by. I don't know about this year, but... She'll pop in and out. Okay. Pandy. Pandy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not a barn burning first episode. No, but I mean, in the first episode, you rarely kind of try, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to stop, start at the top of the mountain. That just means the rest of the season will be just like a downhill. That's fair, but I also don't feel like it started at the bottom of the mountain because there was, there was no continuity from last season to this season, really. Well, I mean... I guess that speaks to kind of realism because you can't really have continuity over six, like when you're missing six months. Uh, that's a great point. Um, uh, and again, that, that probably goes to the comment I had earlier about if the whole Shay and Stassi interaction, if I had watched this live, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. It's just seeing it back to back like that. that kind of mm -hmm, stick out. Mm -hmm. So we'll see i mean i'm not saying that we won't see for a minor spoiler i'm not saying we won't see some issues with shay but cheating is is not exactly it no i can't i would imagine that that is not it because <laughs> he's not as good looking as jack taylor uh, well, there is that but i mean you know I, I, not that i think the good looking is a prerequisite to having an affair um I just, he doesn't seem to have that necessarily in him. Sure. And, and that is a completely, in some ways, sexist statement that I just made because I'm considering him not as masculine as the other guys on the show because of him crying after almost getting to a fight in the bar. Wow, Ben. I know, it's wrong, but that's just... I mean... I... You can you can say that like you expect people to be sort of socialized to I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, I mean it's a societal stereotype, right? Yeah. Because I know people who, when they get really mad, do cry. Um, so it's not necessarily that I I see crying as weakness necessarily. It's just in the way that that appeared on camera, it appears as weakness. Well, to, here, to give you some credit, right? Like, it's, it's your girlfriend's birthday, and, like, you're having a breakdown over a fight that she's having. Like, I think that's where right. I would say that it's weak. Not even talking about his masculinity, I would feel like it was weak if it was the other way around as well. Yeah. That's it's fair. like, hey, this is not about you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why am I comforting you on my birthday? Exactly. <laughs> but 
I, I will have to say, and, and you're right, it does make it look much more like these are real people living real lives that, and not characters in a show where the relationships are exactly as they would, were left off uh, at or appeared to be in the reunion show. Mm-hmm. Though that brings up a question that we were going to talk about, and I still don't know right now whether they're going to be separate if we're going to combine them. I think they're going to be separate because of how long this has gone. Um, how close do you think that they filmed the reunion show after this season had started? Now I don't think so. Jumping back into this episode, I don't think so. Only because like Sheena and Stassi in that reunion show were like so up each other's asses. Naturally so, yeah. Yeah. But I think that the cheating issue must have been going on. Like the Sandoval cheating in Vegas thing must have been going on. That's entirely fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also Katie hadn't made a bad hair decision yet. No, she hadn't made a bad hair decision yet. <laughs> Although, if you look at her hair, it's like kind of blondish in that, but it's not nearly as bad as this is. Right, right. So I don't know. I just, uh, <laughs> our last question, I guess we'll wrap it up here. But let's say, because we've all been there where we make a bad um, a hair decision. Yeah, sure. And let's just say that you did it and you thought it looked really, really good. Six months to eight months go by and you watch the TV show that you're on and all your friends are dragging it anytime that you're not around. <laughs> what is your reaction? So it's about time for me to get some new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that that's really appropriate. <laughs> I mean, just, oh boy. I, I, maybe this is like a number one reason not to go on a reality TV show. You know, it's yeah. like, you're going to find out what your friends really think of you in a way that maybe you never wanted to know. Right. Well, and it might not even be a, a, a completely accurate reflection because it could just be the producers being a dick to drum stuff up. It's true, but I mean, I think it's everyone universally. Agreed. I don't think that was what was going on in this because that was a, a terrible hair thing. I mean, it just was, and I think we all can agree on that. It's, the, it's. I'm sorry, Katie. It's a bad Katie Maloney. That's a bad hair color. The style was great. You should get your hair cut and styled that way. Again, I mean, assuming you haven't in the last seven years. Um, but yeah, that color on you did not work, girl. And you're a pretty girl, and that just didn't do you a whole lot of favors. No. No. I, I said that that was the last thing, but I have another question about that now. Oh, let's hear it. Do you think that she did that to differentiate herself from Kristen? From Kristen. Oh, great question, because they were so indistinguishable in season one. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I will say that, like, this season, we're really going to start to see them as different people mm-hmm. or as maybe two different shades of crazy. <laughs> I mean, in what little bit she she was in, Katie was much more outspoken in this episode than she was all of last season. Yes. Yes. She let that tongue fly. Yeah. 
So anyway, I don't know that I have anything else to say about season two, episode one. Tooth and consequences. I don't either. It was it was an all right episode, but season two is great, I promise you. I mean, from the little preview, it does look like we're going to have some major fucking fireworks later that kind of makes season one pale in comparison. Uh-huh. Um, man, 17 episodes. <laughs> Especially if there are other episodes like this one that just drag so much. Yeah, it's going to be a bumpy uh, ride. Season two is good. Buckle up. I promise. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. Season two is a high point, I would say. Okay. Like, we'll I would put out. it in my top three seasons. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, we will find out. And thank you, everyone, for sticking with us on so many opinions into our second season. Uh, we really do appreciate it, especially with all the chaos in the world right now, especially if you're in America. Um, you know, and I have to say that if you can look on the events of the last week as we record this and do not see the issue of African-American people being killed in the streets by police and you're more concerned about looting and protesting and the damage to property, fuck you. Co-signed. And on that note, I guess I'll say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Suddenly we've become a different podcast, but I love it. Uh, I I just really feel that it needs to be said. Needed to be said. I was going to ask you if we should say something about it, so I'm glad you took the reins. Well, I uh, have a broad back, so if anybody wants to throw some slings and arrows at it because of my opinions, you're more than welcome to. This is still a free country at this point, although who knows for how much longer. so yeah well and two yeah i mean really co-signed as someone who actually lives in the twin cities and was in the twin cities like while all of this is was happening because you'll be listening to this i don't know what a month later um the police instigated all almost all of the violence at all of the protests and if you don't believe that well then you need to uh, check your sources. So, yeah, turn it off, Fox News. Um, away from Breitbart. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, in since the Friday when that occurred, or the when the protesting really started, which was the 29th of May, we we're well, sitting... the protesting was going on all week, but it sure, wasn't but... reported on until the 29th. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It though, was that Friday. That's the, the data set that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from May 29th until yesterday, 6-3, which is effectively five days, the Freedom of the Press tracker, which tracks incidents of attacks against the press, saw 235 incidents of Freedom of the Press suppression incidents. Yeah. the overwhelming majority of which came from police. Yep. So. Yeah. And it, it just is what it is. Um, 
And if you want to go good cops, yeah, sure. Um, if you want to give me the bad apples argument, yeah, sure. But let's remember the entire saying, one bad apple spoils the whole damn bunch. If you are a good cop, I commend you, but you really need to step up and keep the officers who are not in line or we're just going to repeat this pattern over and over and over again. Mm, yep. And hey, Black Lives Matter, y'all. So Indeed they do. Black Lives Matter. Anyway, <laughs> again, that's not what you're here for, and I realize that, but again, that is something that needs to be said. Um, having entertainment and the comedy, the snarkiness that we bring of this analysis of trashy TV, that's great and it is needed, but these things are much more important. So much more important. Um, you know, it's, it's important no matter what you study, what you do, what kind of job you have to educate yourself about the um, situation of black people in America. Um, don't rely on your black friends to educate you about it, educate yourself, so. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for listening. And we told you we had a lot of opinions. You just yes. got more of them than you may not have said. So really many opinions. Maybe this all we're, all we're saying is that we we might have a spin-off podcast that's more serious. <laughs> uh, maybe so. The, the world might need that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll um plug my friend's podcast called oh, uh, Case Case in a Couch. They they talk about this kind of shit. So what is it? Check them out. Huh? What is it? Case in a Couch. Like C A S E. Yeah. So like. In a couch. Case and a couch. Okay. I think the the conceit is that they're like getting drunk on their couch and talking oh, about like talking about yeah. talking about politics or like contemporary shit that's going on in America. Sure, sure. No, that sounds cool. Yeah. Definitely check it out. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Bye.